0: This is Chase Garbarino, co-founder and CEO of HQO. And this is the Let's Go Show. Let's go! Uh, that's a throwback right there. It's the uh, Let's Go Show. Welcome back. We had a little hiatus here. Welcome back. good news is that the marketing team has taken over the Let's Go show, so we actually have a purpose now. And
1: soon they're going to be firing all of us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, we are auditioning
0: for our jobs. We are going to be rolling out seasons of the show, uh, and we might be mixing up who talks, depending on how this episode goes. Just hoping to get
1: to syndication.
0: Cash those checks, baby. (laughs) So uh, today we're talking about data. Big Data. Maybe. Could Big. be small data. Very data? small. That's going to be part of on the intimate. size of the data yet. It should be intimate. Part, part yeah. of the conversation. Um, so uh, Peter Grant, the Wall Street Journal, wrote an article. Good buddy about of yours. T- <laughs> <laughs> a Really good buddy of mine. Wrote an article about tenant experience uh, apps that uh, was mainly focused on the data that was being collected on yeah. people in buildings. So um, I did.
1: Little, little I, Big brotherish. Is yeah, what, yeah, be yep. so, bush, yeah.
0: So, yeah, so he he was alluding to whether this was big brother ish, which I think is a fair question. Um, interestingly, in when he and I spoke in the interview, he mentioned none of that angle, so yeah, yeah he didn't bring up any of that. We talked for over an hour, yeah. Um, and he called me Charles Garbarino. <laughs> at the, he put one quote in mm. and called me Chuck Garbarino, Charles Garbarino, uh, which I've asked for them to change, and he won't change. Um, we've which, actually
1: changed his pay to
2: now, so but I we're think
0: I think it's pretty funny that like, you know, four years of, uh, Trump now the, like one of the most storied institutions of the wall street journal is just trolling people they're writing about. Uh, I literally emailed him and I was like, Hey, Chase here, can you change my name from Charles to chase? And it seems it's a resounding no on that, Did which you just is cool. Ice it? Yeah. I. Iced power He up.
1: actually came back and said, I actually believe yeah, it's Charles. No,
2: I can't do anything about it yeah. anymore, Frank. You want to know it's important? <laughs> you can't it, change the internet. It's in, it's in print. Internet, yeah, it's, it's printed. Oh, not it's printed. Yeah, it's a printed, it printed internet. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think printed It's printed internet. Wow. It's in print. you actually can't change print.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, the newspaper's out. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. it's tough to change print. Um, but I went from, like, I, I read his articles, and now I'm a fan. Because, yeah. like, that's a different move than I was expecting from the Wall Street Journal. So, anyway. Power uh, play. Let's dive into data collection on the end user of buildings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the question here is probably holistically with regards to prop tech. You see this being it; it it's probably the biggest opportunity from a cloud perspective um, in terms of like new categories. And you see that validated by Microsoft coming in hot and heavy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: trying to get landlords onto Azure. Azure? Azure? Azure?
2: I, th- I think you can say either, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Amazon is obviously with AWS. Oz. Market leader. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they're all now doing smart building stuff, all these things, which I, you know, when I'm talking to um, landlords, property groups they do need to understand look they really just want you to host your data on their cloud platform it's interesting to see how they're going to create differentiation because cloud platforms are relatively not differentiated um but the types of data i mean there's some sensitive data right you have people coming to buildings you have energy use you have what people are doing at buildings through sensors in the you know in the rooms that we're in, you've got eye in the sky type stuff where you've got cameras that are tracking you and you don't necessarily know it. They've got facial recognition technology. So, mm-hmm. like, should people be scared about this stuff?
1: I don't know. How much is done today? Do you, do you have a good understanding of how much
2: data is being captured today before tax, right? So what's what's the before state? Well, closed circuit cameras, yep. first and foremost, right? And then you see a lot of it in access control, biometrics. Yep. Uh, fingerprint kind of stuff in more secure mm-hmm. areas. And then facial recognition technology as a way of getting access.
1: Yeah. So are you scared? I think it's the biggest question, Kevin. Personally? Personally.
0: Yeah. You're the one who knows the a- tech as best. a user.
1: You know yeah. the tech best as a user of a tenant experience app or the future of buildings. And we can debate how smart buildings are or not later. Yeah. You know. um, are you scared?
2: Um, no. Um, no, because there's convenience and context right? Like every time I'm giving a piece of data, I ex- expect functionality and convenience, right? My phone is location services are always on for our mobile access integrations. Mm-hmm. That way, I don't have to take the phone out of my pocket when I want to get into our office door. Mm-hmm. Do I want, uh, am I okay with an app tracking me for that reason? Absolutely. It's the nefarious stuff where things get risky and then also shady third-party providers that might not... Like Facebook
1: deep. listening, you know, you're, you you right. and I are having a conversation about something and all of a sudden you get ads now Right, that right.
2: Or, or if there's is. a third party somewhere in the chain of the service that isn't buttoned up from a security standpoint, that's what I'd have nervous, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, nervous about. That's
1: an interesting piece. So when you're thinking about smart buildings, security and compliance on the back end is huge piece of this, right? Sure. Tr- trusted providers, trusted um, tenant experience providers, whatever it may be, making sure that everybody's buttoned up so that data doesn't get out right. into the hands of the wrong people or into sketchy third parties ads or whatever it may
2: exactly. be. Exactly, exactly.
0: I also think like, I think the, the industry's in a place where they know, commercial real estate groups know that they need secure providers for kind of like the, the illegal things that can happen, somebody stealing data, right? I think the next kind of phase of thinking about data within the real estate business is as they start to collect data on individuals in the building, right? What you're doing, what you're buying, say at ground level retail, those things, um, it moves from the blatant like hacking and somebody stealing data or selling it in a way that's not legal to like everything that Facebook And the big tech companies are doing with your data was technically legal. The Mm -hmm. question was the ethics around it, right? Mm -hmm. So what I think is an exciting opportunity for commercial real estate compared to big tech is that there's no one major monopoly in commercial real estate from a scale perspective because you just can't, you know? You can't own all the buildings in the world, right? Like when you're looking at the sheer volume Mm. of people on Facebook, what is it? Three billion? What's the latest number? Who knows? Two, three billion? No idea. I mean, it's it's literally almost half the world. It's insane. So there's no one landlord that has reach into so many people that if they started using the data um, to target you in ways like... You right. could just think about like it could be misused the way that social media is misusing data today to like create polarization, extremism and- But you it's know, naturally segmented you or naturally fragmented. Yeah, so kind of if, if the prop tech community as a whole is smart about this, you have a much more democratic kind of like setup of the next most important category of data, which is how do people use the physical world? Yeah. And it could be owned by what is a very kind of um, there's no large dominant players like Blackstone, Brookfield, who have huge reach still are small compared to like the total size of the industry, which is, hmm. it's naturally set up for them to ultimately, like there's more optionality from a data perspective. No one can get so much of it that they can be as nefarious as say Facebook.
2: Right. right? Well, unless it's Google and Apple, because they're the device, right? Right. We assume that they're playing ball. And doing things ethically. But what's stopping them from a technology standpoint underneath the hood? That's the remote control to everything. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So Good you got to make an argument that that every,
1: with everything. Of course. Of yeah. course.
2: Of course. Literally anything on your phone. Should Apple we get Google. rid of our phones?
1: Just I about thought window.
2: about it. I thought Have about you seen the Burns Maniscalco Man stand up no. comedy skit? <laughs> where he's, where he's, where
0: he says, we didn't talk about We trust our phones too much. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to get a
1: burner phone. Or it won't be a burner phone, it'll be the the, the, the phone. Right. Flip well, yeah. yeah, it'll be a flip phone.
2: Yeah, but it's hard <laughs> to do because we uh we write iOS and Android applications. Right. You know, like so then my iPhone people. will be
1: a burner phone and my flip hmm.
0: phone will be the, the phone, the right, phone. Huh. Right. All right. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. Whoa. 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 But I think what when we're talking about like when people talk about smart cities and they want like there's this all of the talk of like a city that's automated and like transportation is smarter and like everything is smarter. The only way that that happens is if you have a, a way to access all of the data across buildings. So, Mm -hmm. and then other pieces pieces of the built environment. So if you want to automate, say a street light, let's say like a stoplight.
2: So if someone is at, approaching or something
0: yeah and like get smarter about traffic patterns or times of trains or whatever it is like i'm just thinking of smart city scenarios you kind of need to know when people are coming and going from different office buildings in a neighborhood like yeah. if you just think about how you would automate one tiny city block yeah you need the, the data from what people are doing in a building to be yeah, able to talk to data, data from another yeah. building to talk to city services right yeah so the only way that you actually get to a smart city is if you have centralized data, and this is where it actually kind of fits the mold of democracy, where like there are checks and balances. Like yeah. you can contribute, different people can check different things, and from a data perspective, you need to be able to set up checks and balances. Thanks,
2: Tom. <laughs> Sliding the <laughs> mic over to me, I'm floating off over here. <laughs> well, but t- to your point, that that's kind of what 5G is doing, right? Yeah. Like think of it just like mesh networking. There's going to be all these tertiary devices that mm-hmm. the ISP can deliver their service and connectivity to you. So the ISPs in this regard are going to have a lot of leverage for that centralized data. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right.
0: And I do think that this is where the, the industry would be smart to come out and set standards on consumer data, right? Like, oh, they yeah. do not... Like within a building and so that, you know, at HQO, our belief is anonymize and aggregate, right? Like what we talk to our customers about and ultimately they own the data and not us, but anonymize and aggregate the data in a way that you get intelligence. It doesn't It doesn't help you lease up a building if you know that Kevin likes to buy sandwiches, right? Right. It helps you There's lease never it. a good
2: use case for that. Yeah. You well, know what I'm saying? I could
0: think of a couple. Well,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, for my standpoint, we just have to be, uh, and I think we do a pretty good job of this, Is just being good shepherds of our users' information. In
0: well, and educate, we have to protect it, but we have to educate the customer on what to do with exactly. it. That, exactly. Because it's not ours, it's right. theirs. Well, I think
1: that's an interesting point. What, what does an output look like? this data right and, and and how is it presented to the landlord how, how can they take action right when you think right. about data what what does that even mean for somebody who's like well, shit are they are they big brother right what, is, what does yeah, you know, it look like is it an analytics platform you know what what is it actually showing
0: yeah and that's where but that's where like kevin buying a sandwich greg booked a fitness class like if you're the property the manager yeah well you're in the fitness class <laughs> 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 if you're the property manager you're like that individual piece of data i can't really take action meaningful action on that today whereas mm-hmm. if you know that over the last month 15% yeah. of people are buying sandwiches from said retailer and they hate the experience that retailer might not be helping you from an experience standpoint lease up the building or right. retain clients right on, so you know percent anonymize and aggregate the individual retail, right
1: so if everybody in this building if there's a if there's a major traffic pattern and flow to lunch to, to a retailer across the street or whatever, you know, you have sweet green in the lobby. These landlords are getting percent rent lease. If nobody's going in your building, you might have the intelligence, right. To make that OPEX decision to put a different retailer, in there, a different right. restaurant, whatever it may be. Right. Foot Sandwich traffic. or gym. Yeah. Right. People counting kind of stuff. So there's a lot of utility there. Um, so not scared. Convenience is key. Convenience is key. Making yeah. your life more convenient with the protective provisions in place.
2: When I know that the Super provider clear. is buttoned up. Right. Yep. Um, if I know that how the do provider, you get that? so how do you get that? So, so how do we, how does a provider h- how do you get, feel, how do you
1: feel? No, no, no. How do you No, I know how that works. How do you feel safe? So you said, mm. if you know that a provider's buttoned up, if mm-hmm. you
2: know that you're, you
1: can trust said building or said provider, how do you, um, present that trust to an end user, to somebody reading your buddy's article in the
2: yeah. World yeah. journal? I think it. I think it's content, right? Yeah. Um, and then doing the, doing professional things one, within the experience, yeah. right? Good education as to what's happening with. And
1: truly providing that convenience.
2: Yeah. So actually delivering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, transparency. Yeah. 100%. You know, here's how this is used. Correct. Right? Correct. Or
0: here's how we won't use it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is key. Um, yeah. 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 Huh. <laughs> hmm. uh, what were, I had something and now I'm blanking on it. I was going to ask you a technical question. Hit me. Keep
2: going. I don't remember what it was. Um, what do you got? Trust on data. Oh. Um, yeah. When we were, we were just talking about provider specific trust, right? Um, it's not just the provider that you're working with, right? Mm-hmm. It's who they choose for certain services behind the scenes, right? You can enter into agreement with HQO. But you as the user have to have the confidence that we're making intelligent decisions with our service providers right. and we're doing that proper vetting. Yep. When, I, when I don't trust that – my trust of an individual service provider um, is almost always more impacted on what I think the service providers they're choosing are. You know okay. what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah. So How do you, how do you know? How do you get interesting. that? Interesting. Um, great question. All uh, the money? Yeah, more or less, yeah. more or less, and like look at the features, right? Right. Yep. Um, if you go into a tenant experience application and there's an onboarding to a mobile access provider that that's oh, just wow. a dog with fleas, right? right. Yeah. Or why did they ask me for my location services at this point in my experience? Right, that sets off a red flag. Like, what service provider are you mm-hmm. using that is requiring that permission be inactivated now? Yeah, that's a huge red flag. For yeah.
0: So for commercial real estate groups, this is one of the biggest challenges of like ass- assessing technology is hard, but assessing the stack of technology a technology provider uses is like wildly
2: complex. And it's going to become more open up, right? Like yeah. GDPR. Sorry, <laughs> GDPR. Were you touching and then, the mic? No, nah, I was playing so I was with the scotch tape. tape. Um, um, I just thought i freaking. Stop rolling tape, you weirdo. With GDPR uh, in the next versions, uh, service providers are going to have to be way more open about their stack. Right now. Yeah, exactly. Right now, um, goodness, I can't remember what the uh, term is for it. But basically, we have a page on our website where, hey, this is why we collect your Uh, user email address. Here's where it kind of goes. And Mm. this is why this is done legally, right? Yeah. I only see that getting more enhanced and yeah. more scrutinized. Definitely. So, it's a good rule, though. 100%. No I one wanna, looks at it, but it is well, a good so, right. so Well, let's talk about that. Because
1: yeah. so, so that's where the liability
2: a, is with the data, right? Yeah. I could trust the service provider I signed up with, but if I don't know who their email marketing campaign user or service is, right. that's where the hack happens. And yeah. it's never... And, the, li- and it, the liability is still with that service provider and the data controller, regardless yeah. of the third party, you know? Yeah. So
1: when you, when you download an application, any application, right, you have to click through, click accept terms of service yep. and user agreements. Yep. Should we be reading those? Do yes. You read, do you read them? You read them? Uh, no. Facebook's <laughs> is like 4,000 pages. Well, I don't use By Facebook. design.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. But that's going to be. Because they, don't, illegal want too. Gonna be they illegal. don't want anybody reading them. they don't want anybody reading them. CCPA. Uh, they've got their latest amendments for CCPA before they roll out CCPA 2.0. And dark patterns are now illegal. Right. You can't mm. make it very difficult to understand about how a, a service provider is using so your data. So
1: simplifying it on the web is an easy is an easy way, dumbing it down. Right. Yeah. the,
0: it's problem, it's the user's data, let yeah. them see
2: the, how you're using it. The you know? problem
0: with that is that Facebook is smarter than the government. Yes. And so when the government says, like they're, it's actually not close how much smarter Facebook is than the oh, government, yeah. right? Yeah. So the government is going to say dark patterns, simplify it. They'll figure out a way yeah. to legally do that while still making it difficult right.
2: And, for this, the end and this, user. this all really, the dark patterns really focus in on businesses that sell user data for advertising purposes. Yeah. Which Obviously, is
0: the, we all never qualify yeah, for that, but that's like modern day cigarettes. So surveillance capitalism, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible impact on humanity. Oh, my God. So, awful. Yeah. Um, so, th- so,
1: so, so. If- The reality is, you know, if you're if you're concerned or whatever this article is pointing out about, you know, Big Brother being tenant experience, if you are using Facebook, call it half the world, shouldn't even be remotely concerned about 10 experience apps like oh, god, that's a terrible argument. Like, oh my god, they're gonna track my totally. access Good. into a building, it's gonna be anonymized and aggregate, and yet you're sitting there in the lobby just like banging on Facebook yeah. and just yeah. getting <laughs> tracked. Yeah. About it. Like, the <gasps> there's ten, no argument there. The yeah, ten yeah, experience
2: yeah. application on your device, regardless of provider, is going to be the least risky application <laughs> on a user's device,
1: yeah. Right? So, let's see if your but what was his name, Peter Grant? Peter Grant, my god, the journal. yeah. yeah. Let's let's ask him if he, next time you talk to him. Paul Paul. Nice, Paul Grant. Thanks for you. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Let's see, let's ask him if he's on Facebook next time. Yeah. See what he said? I bet we could go find him. So the answer is yes. Yeah. So lay off the questions. Yeah. I mean,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but any app, any app that's, Uh, it's a fun topic. What? Well, and it's a good topic because if you can prevent from what's
0: happened with social media Happening in other categories, that's right. a good thing. Yeah, but I do think it's interesting to your point about the mobile device. Like Amazon, Google, all these players are trying to wire up and get the devices that track you in buildings too. So you gotta. It's gonna be. It's interesting to see where if commercial real estate embraces these providers or not. Yeah, um, and you
2: gotta think of, at the tenant company level, right? So most. Tenants or like big tenants, right? Let's just use a big law firm. They have pretty substantial mobile device management policies, right? These are the apps. uh, Here's a corporate phone when a new lawyer joins the firm or whatever. Here are the apps that you're allowed to use and here are the ones that you're not. Those are the uh, most... If there's any ever a customer that has a tenant that has pushback on downloading the app, it's it's almost always law firms. Yeah, it's almost always groups that have sensitivity with downloading any application to a corporate device, which makes sense. But once you start talking to that tenant and say, "Hey, this is the PII footprint that we're looking at here, and here is the convenience factor," uh, it's uh, it's usually an easy sell once you've kind of warmed that up to that group. Yep. So. Long tail, I think content and education to our customers and to the end tenants about how uh, apps uh, will be used on their device is mm-hmm. crucial. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think like the probably the key piece for landlords when talking to B two B, like the tenant company is the customer, because there's two things: it's how you communicate to the tenant company, and then how you communicate to the individual. Yeah, and B two B they they should be showing like within our product the analytics that they do see because mm-hmm. they should be using that and sharing it with the tenant company to inform like employee attraction, engagement, uh, retention and engagement, right? So there what there's not really a surprise about what they're looking at and it is aggregate and it's about like how many people are coming and going at what times, what percent of companies are engaged, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's nothing that I think they wouldn't want to show a tenant company. And then at the individual level, the point is, as in any good technology exchange value for data, right? Right. So long as you are not, and where I do think they need to, it's going to, it, I don't know what's going to happen with the devices that are tracking you that you haven't opted into, right? Like sensors and things like that. Like when you download, sign up for an app, you're shaking hands, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I know what I'm getting into and I can get rid mm-hmm. of the app if I want to. But like the eye in the sky of like the camera in the lobby. The cameras
2: are the weirdest, right? Because yeah. at least if there was an interface with a Bluetooth device, Right. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you want to turn on your phone's Bluetooth? Yes. There's the handshake. Right. Um, Think of like wayfinding software's within within a a space. Right. You you have the opportunity to opt in by enabling that communication. Right. Video is weird, but the problem
0: is with the video is that the government's already doing it with the cameras on the like when you go into a city they got cameras on they've got a whole mesh like, network of stuff yeah right on every corner and buildings have cameras pointed outside so the government's doing some of it and then the buildings are doing it saying like it's part of our security policy of coming in and all yeah. those things so i think what they're going to need to do is give assurance to uh the end user like with VergeSense which is one of the players in the space they jump through a ton of hoops to like get rid of the identity when they're pulling it into their system, right? Right. Like they're very sophisticated about this. But if you're the average user, you don't know that, right? Right. So there's going to need to be a lot of education to the end user on like what it's actually, what's the point of this? Because like, I don't want them facial, like I'm not into facial recognition. I'm fine with, my phone, which probably also I shouldn't even be fine with my phone. Yeah, doing that's it. Apple. But I do trust yeah. Apple of yeah. all the big tech mm. more so than the others. Right. Because they're not they've got a better track record. Right. So right. I'm fine validating my face on my phone because it's my phone. And then that can talk to and that the turnstile. Can, that but I don't, the I don't want to look style, up a, yay
2: or nay. Right. 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 Yes. Right. We validated that this is Chase. Yeah. Then the turnstile. Yeah.
0: I'm not trying to give my face to a system i don't know and the landlord i like-
2: think the education to the end user there or what i think customers really should focus on is don't let that face or that image leave the premise right, right. keep that all on prem as soon as it gets to the cloud that's where the vulnerability is that's where third-party services could uh, nefariously end up right. uh, hacking that if my face was just used for and was on a server in the basement, mm-hmm. l- lower risk profile. We know your you face know? is in the cloud, dude. My face is all over the internet. You know what's
1: the best part about the camera, proliferation of these cameras and data security is what's that up? Um, we're all wearing masks everywhere we go, right? now. Yeah, yeah. And so like facial recognition is just not working. Yeah, right yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's also so annoying. You got the mask on, and you're trying to get your phone yeah uh, what about this why uh, why
1: why won't apple ask me to to do my do my mask face
2: i thought they were <laughs> just releasing like it does um, my
1: sunglasses Doesn't yeah you know, wouldn't it be funny if you like printed a picture a of your face on a mask i've yes. seen that. Oh, it does. that and does it open
0: does it open does I it open mean, a phone i don't
1: meme. know if it opens the phone we should try it yeah, yeah. i'm gonna get one of those masks and If you're getting one, let me know. Get a couple months. Would yeah. you wear my face? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to open up Greg's <laughs> <Craig's> phone? <laughs> That's cool. Um, do we want to still talk about data? Yeah. We're co- all right. What do you got? I don't know. That's all I got for data. What do you got for data? Um. Look,
2: pull up the.
1: Well, uh, all I got is Google. Ah, uh, left. <laughs> Let's say it, Google. I like um, that news. Google. Came out this week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whenever this goes live. Could little, be a couple weeks from now.
0: Little company out west. Mm-hmm. Part
1: of FANG. Yeah, one of the, one of the letters in FANG. Right. Um, came out, super bullish. Going to spend $7 billion wow. in data centers and office space in the next 12 months. The wow. quote, so $7 billion in data centers and office, office space. $1 billion specifically to California, which is big. California's yeah. big going big in California everybody's you know go moving to Miami with Chase or Charles or whatever it is um, and well, Miami and
2: Chuck over Google's here Google's
1: doubling <laughs> that Miami Chuck yeah that's a good one so Google's not following you out there um, the best thing about did Google's they see where quote, the data
2: centers were no that way. matters too no much no
1: way Yeah, they're not going to tell you yeah. they're in the no cloud way. Yeah. <laughs> They're in space,
0: actually. <laughs> it's like you don't even know tech. No.
1: <laughs> um, the best quote, and I'll read this, and on Kevin, just, you know, I know you're, you're bearish on everybody getting back to office, but
0: um,
1: <laughs> the best quote here uh, from Google CEO, coming together in person to collaborate and build community is core to Google's culture. Let's 100%. Go. Hard stop. let us go. So following a trend, a um, handful of other companies, Salesforce, et cetera, um, everybody's Coming back to the office. Tracking yeah. trends. A little earlier. Wait, sales Tracking cars? trends. I missed that one. Oh, yeah. Coming back. That was, I think we talked about that. No,
0: that, that was, was Facebook.
2: Oh, we that was Facebook. About that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Facebook did the video and probably with my guy, Paul Grant, uh, in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, right. Where right. they were committing we're to back. New York, doubling down. I would
2: love yep. to know what Facebook and Google saw. With regards to productivity over the last year, I'm sure. It well, dropped. I mean, you're seeing <laughs> it now, yeah, right? But they're I, I want to know what those like. I can yeah, because it's not showing up in the financials
0: immediately. Right, it's going right, to be in right. product. What are
2: they? What are they seeing firsthand? Soft like pipeline, maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, you know yeah, what they're yeah. seeing?
1: A seven billion dollar issue. Well, that's yeah. is why he yeah. decided yeah. to invest seven billion dollars <laughs> this year yeah. into physical space and wow. quote unquote building community. And collaborating, right? Core to Google's culture. It's all—it's
0: um, all just playing nice with employees on the HR side that of the house have gotten right? cozy, like sitting at home. And we, I, we can all admit there's something nice about like sometimes just yeah. not having Fla- to do something. Flexibility is nice. It's regardless of like take going to the office out of it. In general, in life, having to do something that someone else is telling you to do, Enough, yeah. right? Like yeah, there's yeah. something nice about, it. like, right. oh, I get to do. It's like the whatever I want. I'm it's like when it someone today. cancels plans on you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know, like, like, oh, no better feeling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, corporate America canceled the plans for a year. Yeah, that's yeah. what people Over felt here. like. They're like, this is amazing, and then I do think a bunch of people are burnt out because it's like it's it, exhausting. Plans yeah. aren't really canceled. It would be like if somebody canceled plans on you and you were like you didn't feel like going out but they're like, but I'm still gonna call and talk to you on the phone. And you're <laughs> like, God, I hate that. Not I'll, even on the phone. Go to the restaurant. I'll go to the, so the restaurant. I'm to the I'm so a
1: video. Did it? I say I couldn't go
0: to the restaurant? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go. Uh that's basically what's gonna happen. And wow. now you're seeing the leaders coming out and doing it and everyone's gonna follow suit. And I like I'm more like I don't even think there's going to be as much remote and flexibility as people think because I've been running through it now like in my head because I like I work from home on Fridays now I love it Monday through Thursday in and then Friday it allows me to do all of the work that like gets piled up at the at the end of the week um, without like office distractions things like that but I'm running through my head I'm like alright if we're doing three like if people are averaging three days as we ramp back up to our standard policy of four days like alright so you have like different people, different days. I'm starting to coordinate what the overlap time is Hmm. with people on your own team. So you're you're not in office with the people on your own team as much depending on what days they come in. And then your overlap time with people on other teams is inherently less because everybody's on different schedules. And then I'm thinking of the cost of coordination. And then I'm thinking about from a mental tax perspective, more coordination, more calendaring, more of that. Yeah, my in is they in or
1: is she in is he yeah. out Are we doing a video I'm today. Like, we, I don't know if I like this day, version.
0: Are we here are we there. I'm like are we this what? is wearing we me doing? down already
2: and we're not even doing it yet. Yeah. So, and all the data suggests that even though it's helpful to collaborate with your own team, there's tremendous value in uh, uh serendipitously yes. interfacing with uh, a person from a different department. The collaboration out of that, the community. water cooler uh um, uh, interaction, mm-hmm. right critical to innovation. I, I think we talked about this last week, yep. but the Apple uh, HQ out in Cupertino is specifically designed so that people have longer walks to get to the cafeteria so that the likelihood that they bump into someone right. from a different department to collab to, yeah, for a, to serendipitous collaboration is yep. increased. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The calendaring and like the mental energy. terrible Sounds yeah. awful. I mean, yeah. we saw it firsthand, literally firsthand last
1: week because I was in the office. Kevin was in the office. That's right. Tom was not in the office. Chase was not in the office. Yeah. And we're trying to do a podcast. I thought Tom was in the office. He wasn't in the office. We're doing this thing on zoom. You and I were in different conference rooms. Right. Doing the podcast. Right. And at the end of it, and it was a super mediocre show. Um, thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> at the end of it, your He's connection cut out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We had man. a great time, by the way, for like a good five minutes, just absolutely ribbing you. Oh my god. Uh, so you will have to listen yeah. to the show to see what happened. So connectivity issues abound.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's hard it, to collaborate. Admittedly, too. Like when I lost my connection at the end of the show. I didn't even try to sign back on. No, we got We denied it. No, yeah. I got that sense. <laughs> I I legitimately was like and that's yeah, no, all i, I have think i think that's it for i, me I actually i don't <laughs> feel <laughs> like i don't feel like jumping back into this i'm done that's what i have to share and
1: the point is that was hybrid right that was half in office that was half remote and it's taxing yeah and it's difficult
2: yeah
0: google's coming back in a big way
2: that's crazy seven billion dollars
0: seven billion all right well uh mccarthy wins resoundingly in our yeah. bet about when companies start to talk about coming back did they give a date though they just said they're investing. Uh, so he
1: said um, he expects employees to be in three days or more starting in September. Well, game on, Google. Let's well. go.
0: Um, That's excellent, excellent. Which is cool. I would love three to days a week starting in September. sure yep, like
2: right. Internally, like what trends? Or were, were they tweaking seen? the OKRs? COVID adjusted OKRs. Oh, I'm sure they did, but. They're investing $7 Cokers. million. Dollars. There's got to be Cokers. a reason.
1: COVID adjusted OKRs. Just like EBITDA.
2: <laughs> All of our
1: financials, new yeah. EBITDA. COVID adjusted. <laughs> um, so, Cokers
0: <laughs> are the new OKRs. Amazing. COVID I know, adjusted I, OKRs. We're certainly
2: not topping that. No, so. God, no. God, no.
0: I don't know if we can.
2: Is there anything else on the data front that Thanks we want to? Thanks for coming out. I think just the, um, <laughs> the parting words on the data side This is, is awesome.
0: Uh signing off with Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Signing off with Kevin McCarthy. Parting words on data. Every every week now. Sure. Yeah. Signing I'll do a off on data. We are supposed to come up with more segments. That's coming. So it's better oh, format. We should totally
2: do segments.
0: Yeah. 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 There'll be a program it eventually. Was the, we know we should. It was the marketing team being like, you guys suck. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God.
2: Why did it take me like six episodes in to realize, yeah, segments would give this? So, sh- so that's a coming. Starting with Sneaky. Signing off, Kevin yeah, McCarthy. Um, <laughs> last loves. words on data
1: by Kevin McCarthy. Um,
2: uh, being good shepherds of user data is super important uh, to, I think, a lot of us personally, mm-hmm. but also uh, it is such better business. Uh, holistically, so there's shortcuts you can take with data, and almost all of those shortcuts end up with long cuts. putting putting the user in a bad data position mm-hmm. and not being uh their ally in yep. that um, uh, journey with you so being a good shepherd with user data is critical for literally everyone involved yeah i mean it's anyone who
0: like runs a building understands liability in terms of like something bad happening, happening physical physically at a building. Right. It's not worth it not to do the inspections, the insurance, like all the things that you need to do because the downside is so much worse than what you do right to to limit liability. So it's the same thing on data, particularly because the way prop tech mostly monetizes data is, straightforward rather than like taking it from one party, selling it to another for ad purposes, which again is the, like Ish. the worst thing on the planet. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, I think there's good, everything comes down to alignment, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. incentives drive everything. And if the incentives stay as is prop tech is on a pretty good course. It's if you start to get into, I don't know the misalignment of, are you taking, Data from one party and selling it to another in a nefarious way. Are you way, taking
2: though. data and not delivering uh, a reciprocated value yeah, to the right. end user? Right. That was my parting. Thought.
1: Yeah. Well, so despite our best efforts to give you parting
0: thoughts, yeah, he took them. Yeah, yeah, that's so
2: the we'll, segment though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I started off. Kevin's final up. thoughts oh, yeah. and what we think about them. <laughs> you know. All right. Kevin can say the last word though. That's a wrap. Go. That's a
2: wrap. Nice, nice. Nice.